Welcome back to Look Who's Talking. It's week three in the NFL, and we are fired up. A couple teams are looking lonely, but not Kansas City because they got my homie. Khalil Mack looking pretty good, and people hate me. But like AB said, Farvin trade me. Here we go. Freestyle. All right, welcome back to Look Who's Talking. I'm your host, Jeff Hewlett from Burnaby, BC. I don't try to tease me. I don't know. I'll stop rapping, folks. It's a football show. Oh, man, we're fired up. A uh, lot of great stuff going on. We're here with Huck Media, of course. You listen to the Look Who's Talking podcast. Thank you to all of you that have already subscribed, liked, shared, stolen phones off the street, off the bus. Share, subscribe, like. Also, the reviews really help. We love those. Go home, review it if you're already at home. Do the dudes a favor. Uh, it's awesome. I don't know if you saw any of the football on Sunday. We're going to get into that because yeah, that's what it's all about. It's an optimist sport. It ain't over till it's farming over. And it's great. Uh, we are here at the Blur Studios of the home of Voice of God, a.k.a. the Heaven of Toronto. Hello, hello. He's got a beauty just rooftop patio. It's, if, you, if you don't live in the city, rooftop patios are why you live in the city. And uh, you got a darn good one. Totally into the neighborhood, man. Solid place. Took a little tour, a little pedestrian bridge, some street art. Yeah. The junction, baby. It's on the up and up. For those in the junction in the past few hours, that was weird Mike with his glasses uh, just creeping around. But don't worry, he's harmless. He's just preparing for the show. He likes to pace. I uh, ordered some tie to the van. (laughs) He's got his boner pants on here, walking Uh, around town in in the sweats. Cool part of town, man. If it made sense for my biz, I'd definitely be here. Yeah, get some Feast T.O. dumplings, man. They are beauty. Um, what, oh, man. I had what the worst experience today. I, I can't stand people complaining at, at restaurants. Like, ever. I, ever. <laughs> Sometimes it's so loud. No, no, no. Not in my mind. I mean, what unless there is a corpse in your appetizer, I don't want to farve and hear it. It's the biggest turnoff for me in the whole world. And I wasn't even at the same table as these people. I was just listening. Um, I, I can't stand it. Like, the thing was slightly undercooked, uh, and they wanted, like, ha- they wanted half price on their, on their meal. And she, the girl was seemingly a nice girl. That, that, like, she was with her boyfriend, and they just went to town on this server and revealed themselves as scum of the earth. Well, okay, yes. Um, not getting angry and screaming at the servers making minimum wage yes i totally agree don't do that no ever i mean yeah you get half cooked chicken you might die so you can you can politely raise that and maybe get a free meal sure it's if you're cooking if your chicken is undercooked and you might die you can call someone over and ask you know for another one well if it's yeah if it wasn't made the way you want it you can say hey but I specifically asked for this not to be on. See, no, no, this is the line I'm talking about. Made the way you want it. Everyone be- orders and it's like, I want this exactly the way that I'm expecting it. Uh, you go home and cook too. It, it rarely turns out exactly the way that you farvin intended. <laughs> and you're giving them your money I'm, to make it the way you want. Th- th- this isn't a, the anything goes restaurant. No, it's a one-time purchase. It's like you take a taxi in Italy and, and it's a little bit of a bumpy ride. You're never going to take that taxi again. But on your way out, you're like, here's half the money. Pump your tires. All right? Far view. Okay? You don't ever have to go back to that restaurant. This is a one-time thing. If you have a personal chef that is cooking two and a half meals a day, and you got some problems, yeah, yeah. Get Farvin mad. Okay? Sit down. Talk to him. Because this is something you're going to deal with the rest of your Farvin life. Uh, Don't come back to the restaurant. You don't like it. Pay, get the hell out of there. You're the scum of the earth. All right? I, uh, I mean it. And by the way, saying, normally I don't complain. Oh, God. No, no, no. Biggest douchebag prefix I've ever heard. All right? It's like, uh, anyway. I would have refunded the percentage of the chicken that they ate. So you look at the dish, the chicken breast. If it's, uh, you know, 60% eaten, you give them 40% back. Anyway, if you're ever on a date with me and you complain, uh, yeah, when I say I'm going pee, I just ghosted you. <laughs> but I tipped well to make up for you being a farm and asshole. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, wicked stuff on the weekend. Uh, did you guys watch the Emmys? Of course, of course not, right? Uh, what do you mean, of course not? I love the Emmys. I know you do, but mo- most people now don't. There's a lot of cooler stuff to do with your time, even just looking at your phone. They did went, not, no. They went out of their way to go young, trendy, hip. They went with the SNL host. It was hilarious. I a lot of racially charged humor. 
Uh, and was it aggressive or was it? No, it wasn't aggressive. They pulled. They pulled it off. Cupcake humor. I don't like it. Watch as Jimmy a, as Fallon. A, as a comedian, if their reputation proceeds, you know they can get away. There's some leeway, even though there was their first gig. They've been doing the SNL for a while. If Ricky Gervais hosting, yes, I'll watch. Sure. He's awesome, and he roasts everyone. Absolutely. All like, oh, those poor celebrities. He's like, no, this you, you are the most privileged people in the world. Exactly. I'm gonna rip you to shreds. This isn't Mother Teresa sitting in the audience. This is. You know, to someone who says other rich, lines for a living. Rich, beautiful people. <laughs> exactly. Rip them to shreds. Okay. I like that angle. I, no one's watched Sammy's in 10 years besides the Angeletti family. I gave it, uh, <laughs> speaking of the Angeletti family, got uh, the 40th wedding anniversary for Renzo and Sylvie. 40 years. There you go. Ruby anniversary. I'm seeing the event. Everybody coming down from Montreal. Big fans of the show. Cousin Dal, Ryan. There you go. Alex. Uh, we're calling it Silvenzo. Hey, by the way, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> uh, where, Mike, are you, uh, you tried out for the Browns? Because you're the only kicker that didn't miss last week. <laughs> oh, man. I'll take an open tryout. Yeah. Um, 300 beans, I'm in. Where, Mike, used to be a kicker. Cleveland, I mean, they signed a new one, but good God. It's funny in sports because nowhere else does this happen in life where you look at someone in real life on television on live television you're like wow you just fired you just got fired yeah career <laughs> over and it's like <laughs> ah like even the uh, the new orleans kicker came over and was like sorry buddy like hang yeah. in there but yeah, yeah. every they knew is it's it's, it's not even like a hey hang in there it's like a hey don't worry yeah, like someone else will need a kicker later like yeah. <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate that you choked three times oh yeah. god gonzalez uh, don't even go back to cleveland i mean you know hey so there's some real bad stuff happens to these people in sports that like get publicly humiliated like that, like the Bartman thing. He had to leave the United States. Yeah. <laughs> the funny, the funny stuff is when people freak out on Twitter, yeah. they immediately go to Twitter and just assume that the first name of, you know, the person that messed up, that's them. And so this like high school baseball coach in like Alabama was like, chill everybody. Like, don't play football. Not a kicker. I'm a baseball uh, coach. Yeah. Who's got the wrong name this weekend? Uh, 400 million people. Uh, That'll you, happen. You know whose name I'd like to have this weekend? Josh Gordon. All right? Especially coming up to this weekend. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about this. All right? And I think, I don't think I've heard one intelligent opinion so far. And I listen to a lot of great shows, I think. Uh, people are saying, you know, either it's boom or bust. This is a great idea. He's going to be, you know, he's going to be someone real good. Or this is a horrible idea. Let me tell you something. It's going to be right in the Farvin middle. The Patriots know who they are. They know what they need. And that's one of the most important things in life. Okay? Know what you want. Most people don't. Most people aren't confident enough in themselves to know what they want. Okay? They do. They need a Farvin mercenary to beat Jacksonville. We'll get into that a bit later. Um, speaking of the Patriots, by the way, I think I, gotta, I, think I gotta figured out exactly what's going on uh, with the, the Tom Brady this book's come. This book's come out with Belichick. Voice God, I'm assuming you heard about that. Yeah, the the makings of the greatest coach of all time. Apparently, the guy interviewed 350 people. He stands by all the quotes. You know, uh, you know, Tom and Belichick. They really don't like each other anymore. 18 years, of course. All right. I read the excerpt on ESPN.com, the middle chapter about how his career ended. Yeah. As a college player, really cool stuff. The, Who Belichick? Yeah. The uh, ESPN uh, does experts. You know, they uh, what are they, excerpts. Pardon my French. Uh, it was up there about how Belichick's playing career came to an end and how he got ushered into coaching. Yeah. Good stuff. But the, here's the thing about, the, about Robert Kraft, okay? He's the owner of the franchise, the brand. Belichick's the football guy, right? No disrespect. But when, when Kraft wanted to keep Tom towards the end of his career, when Belichick was naturally going to fade him out, right? Robert Kraft, just like we mentioned last week with OBJ and the Giants sort of realizing the leaf of having a worldwide superstar on your team. This isn't just the best quarterback in the world. This is, or it is. He tripled your net worth. He tripled your net worth. You used to be the Boston Patriots. You were, you were nobody. You know, you were nobody. Then you became Tom Brady's team. What Robert Kraft understands, what Belichick maybe doesn't understand, is that eight-year-olds... Aren't, aren't, don't care about the future, you know, uh, possibilities of winning Super Bowls necessarily. They love Tom Brady. He's the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time. You ask someone in Asia, and I've lived there, okay, for th almost three years, name a football player, Tom Brady. He sells jerseys. He fills stadiums. He's dating a Farvin supermodel. 
He's happily married. He's literally mm-hmm. Captain America on a football field. Okay. And Robert Kraft's like, my franchise went from being, you know, nobody to being right below the Cowboys. And as our boy Dewey mentioned, tied with Manchester United as the top uh, rated, uh, most highest value franchise in the entire world. 4.3 bill. They, he sat down and watched the Colts become nothing, even though they got luck, who's, you know, going to be great. They watched, he, watched the Col- he watched the Colts, the team that was on Sunday Night Football with them for 10 straight Farvin years, trade Peyton Manning and not see prime time more than once a year for the next six. Luck gets hurt because you never know with these guys. He's also, I mean, he looks like my armpit. And it's, you, you lose franchise value. The bit, yeah, the business side of that. Uh, Robert Kraft is like Jerry Jones. He's, right. He's, he's very involved. He's a very influential owner. And, and he's got five rings. His hand's full. Actually, no. Fun, fun fact. <laughs> he has full. he has four rings. What? He was in Russia once yes. with Putin. Oh, I heard. And he gave Putin oh, yeah. the ring to try on. Putin never returned it. <laughs> Putin, has a, Putin has, I think it's like the second Pat's ring. That's so Putin. I love that. Yeah, you know what? That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Don't like the guy. Respect the move. Just, yeah. I like this. I'm going to keep it. Hey, you know what? Someone probably told him you can't have that. And then he was like, I'm... I, I run Russia. <laughs> I bet Putin had a huge bet on the Carolina Panthers <laughs> yeah. in Super Bowl 32, and he got that ring, and he hawked it and got the money back. <laughs> tried to poison military. <laughs> Stop poisoning everyone, by the way. Yeah. It's, Connect the dots it's the rest of the world. so open. Is there no consequences? This used to be stuff in movies. Now it's page two because it's gotten so normal. Yeah, yeah Russians poisoned another person. Could be, could be the remainder of the podcast, but... Uh, anyway... Yeah, you know, someone told Putin he couldn't have the ring, and he, he didn't listen to what people say. And that moves us right into our truth of the week. Hey. Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. Truth of the week, folks, is that when someone tells you you can't do something, you don't have to listen. It's one of the most beautiful things about life. That's just another human opinion you're listening to, even if there's millions of them. They might not be right. You know the best what you can do. Even if you're wrong, you know better than anyone else. And the thing is, you just don't have to listen. And the most successful people in the world don't. Ryan Fitzpatrick has been told that he's a backup quarterback. He's been told that by six teams now. And for six teams straight, he's beat out the starter and become the midseason starter who was a backup. Because he doesn't listen to anyone else. He went to Harvard. You know what they teach you at really great universities? Is that you don't have to listen to anybody else. He's the smartest quarterback in the league. Maybe not football smarts. Probably give that to Tom. Okay? But he's the smartest quarterback in the league. He plays with a first overall draft pick that licks his fingers to get W's. Okay? You don't think he's over in that, in that room right now? They have equal money. Fitzy got paid by the Bills. He's rich as Favre. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Favre didn't get so much money. Yeah, exactly. He was back cheap. in the wrong era. He's rich. He's also got experience. He's got, what, 12 years now of learning every single defensive coordinator and their schemes. There's not that many. Defensive coordinators come from other defensive coordinators. They share similar schemes. He's the smarter guy. He's not the most athletic guy, but that position doesn't really matter. He also has the craziest weapons of his life. He's got Deshaun Jackson, still fast. He's got Mike Evans, rock star. Rock star. If he wasn't the box, we'd have his jersey. And more than anything, I'll tell you who else he got. O.J. Howard. Very good tight end. Smart Alabama man, graduated with honors. He has taken him under his wing and turned Cameron Brait, once a fantasy uh, sleeper, into uh, a backup role. OJ had those monster runs in the national title, and just again this week, he's got weapons. They got a defense stacked with first with first round draft picks. Um, so he's not that good under pressure, but he's not having to deal with that yet. I think this is the year Fitzpatrick actually breaks through. I don't think this is. A, I, I'm pretty tough on quarterbacks. I think he's going to be good all year. I think the Bucks actually might be a team to reckon with. Some people defy the odds. And Brian Fitzpatrick has been listening to people tell him he's a backup quarterback for long enough. Some people just defy the odds. Shaq Griffin, Shaquem Griffin, has one hand. (laughs) 
I honestly don't know when, if that happened to me, what I'd do. I don't know if I'd want to live. I mean, I probably would, and you, you know, you, you make do. The guy's playing professional football for the Seattle Farvin Seahawks. You don't have to listen to people when they tell you you can't do something. It's amazing. And that's, whether it's a physical level or an emotional level, I bet we've all had coaches in the world who've told us, we, no, 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 you're not going to make that team. You may as well come back to my team. You know what? Go to the Farvin tryouts. Go see for yourself. All right? So some of my favorite guys in the world are guys that didn't listen to other people. That's just me. I'm kind of like that. I work best out of spite sometimes. Tell me I can't do something. Now I want to farve and do it every more. I was 29 years old. Flyboarding got invented. You know what? I want to flyboard for money. <laughs> You're 29, Jeff. You never backflipped off anything. That is accurate. <laughs> well, six years later, farve you. It's been farving awesome. Ni hao, privyet, hola, bonjour, wherever you are in the farming world. Thanks for listening to Look Who's Talking. You don't got to listen to anybody who tells you you can't do it. Go find out for yourself. People told Brett Favre to retire. And literally out of spite for the Packers and spite for everyone telling him to retire. He's like, no. He didn't go to the team he wanted to. He went to the Jets. Had an okay year. Almost got him to the playoffs. The next year, he had his best statistical season of his career. He threw... Un- Single-digit interceptions and 42 touchdowns got the Vikings within one stupid pick of the Super Bowl. What are you going to do? Don't listen to anybody. Life's a lot more fun. Woo! I like that, uh, that Fitzy angle. You know, I've always been fond of him. I know you Those have. are some kind words. Again, I still can't believe you picked against him in week one. But here's an advantage. <laughs> are you saying that Tampa could sneak up on the uh, NFC? So you got... Uh, Fitzy, who's been around the league and seen all these coordinators, yeah, opposed to a guy like Matt Ryan, who's been in the same division with the same, right, all over the time. Now they're playing the AFC North. Those are four games. Fitzy knows them from his days with Buffalo and the Bengals. The guy went to Harvard. He's probably got books on everyone he's ever played. The familiarity. James Winston has a Game Boy that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I agree. Love love Fitzy. Uh, I heard a really cool uh, interview with. Peter Schrager was talking to the GM of the Bucs in the offseason. Yeah. And they said, you know, what are your priorities? And it was like, sign Mike Evans. They did. And then his second priority beyond, before everyone else was sign Fitzpatrick yeah. as a backup. But what he brings to the team, the leadership and the skills that they see day in and day out. Yeah, it's, it's not a surprise. You guys, you're talking about a guy on an athletic scholarship to Florida State where he was the, the quarterback. You know, he probably went to four gym classes. And a guy who went to Harvard with 11, 12 years of experience now. Anyway, we believe in Fitz Magic. He brought his potion. <laughs> so did my fantasy team. Mahomes, by the way. Mahomes, I called it. A lot of other people called it too, but I called it. And you heard it here first, sort of. He's got a real big arm, which is the difference between Alex Smith's big arm. Last year, a lot of people were writing into the show, writing into our Facebook page or our at Hughes Talking Instagram page or our Twitter accounts now. Um, that Alex Smith's got a big arm. He threw that deep long ball at Tyreek Hill. Yeah, but he almost hit the Farvin ceiling to do it. Mahomes can throw the same distance and it never goes 10 yards off the field. That's a gun that we haven't seen since Favre. On to Brent Waits, the voice of God, with the news that matters. I've just been handed an urgent news story. All right, all right. Thank you, Jeffrey. The news that matters, the MVP race is heating up. Yep. Yep, it's week two. But who would we be if we're not... Sports media overreacting to everything. So leading the way, we got Mr. Patrick Mahomes just lighting the league on fire. The cannon. Setting NFL records for the first two career starts with 10 touchdowns in those two games. Uh, I don't know if you saw after last week, six six touchdown effort, but uh, at the podium after the game. But he sounds like he's 18. (laughs) I want to like, if I could donate some bass to his voice, like, (laughs) you know, He's he's incredibly talented and a young gun, but yeah, it was just like yeah, no, I did really good. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, he doesn't even get let, get let on the bus like without ID. Yeah, I'm like that's actually the first time I've ever heard him speak, and it really caught me off guard. But yeah, Patty Mahomes lighting it up, league on fire right behind him, Mr. Ryan Fitzpatrick, off to a surprising start with the Bucks, starting off two and zero. But yeah, he's got 820 yards in two games. Power of the wenches. Eight touchdowns and an astounding 151 passer rating. Not too bad. Um, and if it's a coin flip, I'm going with Fitzpatrick based solely off his attire at the press conference. <laughs> I'm sure if you guys haven't seen the pictures of the videos, but 
when I was first scrolling through Instagram, I legitimately thought, I'm like, why is Conor McGregor here? Like, I wasn't reading headlines, and I saw like three or four pictures and videos. I was like, what, what did Conor McGregor do? They, but, look, they look insanely alike. Yeah. I didn't realize until he put on the same sort of like D-bag getup that McGregor's always in, but rocking Deshaun's chains. I was going to say, is it more ridiculous that that's Desha- what actually, what Deshaun Jackson well, wore he, to the game? Well, he pulls it off. He's, <laughs> yeah. He is not a yeah middle-aged white man that happens to play quarterback. I know, but I mean... Big, Beard. Desha- like Deshaun Jackson, he's like 30 now. <laughs> it's not 20-year-old Desha- D-Jax anymore. He just tied the NFL record for most touchdowns of 70-plus yards. Yeah. He now has 23 of them. Yep, ahead of Jerry Rice. Captain long pass for you props players. Absolutely. Moving long on pass up. over. But, yeah, heating up. Uh, definitely the front runners in the MVP race. Moving on. As Jeffrey mentioned, Josh Gordon is now a Patriot. The rich just get richer. Uh, they managed to pick up Josh Gordon from the Bills for a fifth-round pick, which doesn't sound like much, and it's how, you know all the headlines were, oh, half the league's interested, but the Browns aren't just into donating players to the Pats. That was clearly the best offer on the table. Um, it's a culture thing. It, New England knows what they need. The Browns are trying to you know, change their whole culture. Let's win a game, you know? And they got Landry and Callaway, who actually look, looks pretty good, looks like a good receiver. So you know what? You got this guy who's been coming in and out for the past five years. Not to mention, by the way, okay, you could be disinterested in football. The guy's obviously got some problems, some issues, but he was on the Browns. They don't, they, they don't even play football games. They lose them, you know? It's like, (laughs) you know, I mean, you might not love football as much as your compadres if you played for the Browns your whole career. Uh, It's like a guy being called a horrible boyfriend, but he's dating a witch. Okay. And then all of a sudden, some beautiful, nice girl like, hey, you know, why don't you come date me? And all of a sudden, he's a great boyfriend. Okay. The Patriots are only worried about the playoffs. They, the Browns are trying to win games going forward as a team, trying to be a normal football team. Drop the S on that. It's win the game. What do you mean? Not games. Yeah, exactly. Win a game. They're the only, New England's playing a different game than everyone else. So they can get a guy like Josh Gordon. We just need to beat Jacksonville. That's it. Yeah, as a Pats fan, I'm definitely excited. Uh, there's definitely potential. It's a low risk, high potential high reward. Uh, but I think the collective Pats fans, fantasy owners of Josh Gordon need to just pump the brakes. Oh, yeah, okay? for sure. This is not Randy Moss 2.0. No. Josh Gordon and w- Josh Gordon and Randy Moss are different players. Randy Moss was a football savant. He's a lot smarter than Josh Gordon is. Yep. He has played in a lot of different offenses. So, yeah, I mean, the case against the case against Josh Gordon and his you know future success with the team, he has to learn the most complicated offense in football, and he's got to do it quick. You basically need a PhD in playbooks to fit in with New England, let alone midseason. Uh, so that's yeah one hurdle. He's got to also earn the trust of Tom Brady, which is might help because their lockers are now beside each other. They uh, tweeted out a photo today. Really, uh, they're locker mates. Yep, they are beside each other, just as Moss and Brady once were. Fascinating. Uh, but yeah, there's the Cleveland system is nothing like New England, so it's 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 completely new to him. He's got a lot of work. He also came from Baylor. A lot of NFL teams don't even draft guys from Baylor. They're known for having such a simplistic offense. But yeah, there's a lot of mouths to feed. Um, you know, Edelman <laughs> literally. <laughs> Edelman will be back. Gronk, you know, it's going to be great for him. He is going to help stretch the field, so I support it there. Um, but yeah, let's let's tone it down. We're not. He's not putting up double-digit touchdowns. I, I'd put some money on that. Um, he's probably not putting up a thousand yard e- yards either. Look at Brandon Cooks when they signed him. He had the whole offseason to get to know Brady, and he was the leading receiver. But it wasn't anything to write home about. As a guy who puts Randy Mosh on my Mount Rushmore of like favorite NFL players, right next to Barry Sanders and Brett. Marvin Favre, okay? I love Moss. And when he was on the Raiders, basically just wasting his career, and he got traded for the fourth-round pick or fifth-round pick to the Pats, the same people that are hating on this Josh Gordon trade were hating on that Randy Moss trade. And now they're just claiming that they knew Moss was great the whole time. There was a couple years there where the whole world gave up on Moss. Not because he was addicted to drugs or you know forgot where the facility was, but just because he was just a bit of a locker room distraction because he had such a big personality. And he was on a losing team. Wasn't a great guy on a losing team. 
I'm not saying he's come over and be Randy Moss, but don't be surprised if Josh Gordon has a couple of three touchdown games because teams have been plotting to scheme the Patriots for the last ever, ever yeah. because you need to take down the monster. Now, Especially the early you, season games. You don't have any tape on, on how they're going to use Josh Gordon. So again, as you mentioned, tough playbook to learn. But he doesn't need to learn necessarily all of it, and he's a, a, an athletic freak that the Pats don't have. Like a Percy Harvin, he's a mercenary. He debuts on Sunday Night Football against Belichick's former uh, DC. That's going to be a big one. Love it. With that, they're starting quarterback. Love it. Really? Stafford's out? Cornerback. Oh, cornerback. cornerback. Who? By Darius the way, Slay? That's, that's, the Slay, no, Slay. that's the number Name one thing girls mess up when they're, when they're watching football with you, right? Eh? <laughs> oh, my God. Never mind. <laughs> cornerback, quarterback. You got it. Gotcha. Moving on. What in the Farve is going on at Pittsburgh? Week by week, this story just seems to get a little bit crazier. Uh, leading the way with the Lev Bell holdout, which continues to unfold before, before our very eyes. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but he released a jet ski video. So after he was at the club, now he's just, you know, ripping around in Miami and the Keys, wherever, just enjoying himself. Did he release the video? I feel like he was like tagged. It, he, in was like it, a, he was he didn't put it up on yeah. his so, official social media. <laughs> but clearly uh, the guy he was with, the boys he was riding jet skis with posted. And he's like, where's his money at? Like it was the <laughs> worst look ever. <laughs> but um, yeah, moving on. Uh, A.B. is making some news himself. Uh you know, he's been pretty, you know, obviously not happy with the start. They are the AFC favorites, and now they're 0-1-1, and, and it's so weird to say, to throw that tie in an NFL record. It's- you know, I never I never thought I'd say this, because I, I never liked Todd Haley when he was coach of the Chiefs, or he just seemed always like a big, a bit of a dick when he was offensive coordinator. It was the first thing he said on Hard Knocks this year. By the way, I'm not, I'm not a dick, all right? I'm kind of a nice guy. We've talked about that on the show before, losing your offensive coordinator. Look what it did to Atlanta. Look what it did to a lot of teams. For some reason, we kind of forgot about that with Pittsburgh this year. And whether you like Todd Haley or not, he he ran that system for five years, was one of the most potent offenses of the league last few years. He's in Cleveland. So whoever's the new guy, AB don't like him. Yeah. AB's getting, uh, there was a PR employee who was on Twitter, a former PR employee of the Steelers. He was calling out AB, saying AB is only AB because he's got Big Ben. He wasn't even tagged in it, so he had. I guess someone tipped him off, or he had to dig for it, and he calls him out right away. He's like, "Trade me, let's see," and which is like, okay, not really something you want your star player to say. And then he didn't show up at the facility Monday. So the common denominator here is uh, is Mike Tomlin. It seems like he's seems to have lost the room, uh, getting a lot of rumors about that from around the league that. There's just the players have too much power. They're way too vocal. And yeah, people get pissed off when you don't hit expectations. Right. Did you say Lev Bell was jet skiing in South Florida? Yep. Okay, Florida. Pittsburgh is in Tampa on Monday night this week. Okay. How about the ultimate disrespect from Lev Bell? He gets on that pirate ship and watches his team play. Can he do that? Hand that- in, can he do that? Remember when Stefan Marbury got suspended and then he bought a ringside or oh, yeah. a courtside ticket? Yeah. This would rival that. Wow. He has the opportunity to flip everything. He, he wouldn't do that. To though. a team that needs a running back. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Crazy wow. conspiracy that I want to be weird, true Mike. so bad. I'm telling you, man. I would have never brought that up, man. That's crazy. We have an amazing streak of mentioning the wenches every single episode. <laughs> They're the Keep most famous going, parts man. of our show. Keep them going. All right, thanks. Uh, thank you for the news that matters. Stay tuned for the end of the show for the news that does not matter. Uh, Weird Mike was the only one on this show hot last week. He's taken a cool hundo off of our voice of God. In fact, that's right. He, he won a bet with the Lord, which most people don't do because uh, you often, you know, end up somewhere bad. Never betting again. Right. <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't. Don't. No, I'm done. Remember Look, the uh, squirrel effect? Public shaming. Pick New England 16 times a year. You'll come out a winner. All right. You can ask my roommates. I was I was like the Pats lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> it was the Jags Super Bowl, in fairness. And, and I should have. Weird know. Mike did say that. And I should have listened as well. That was their Super Bowl. Can they keep that up? I don't know. Uh, but we got if Blake Bortles plays like that, they are they have to be a Super Bowl, you know, contender for sure. He's two and zero uh, coming into our episode tonight for the season with his weird picks. Weird Mike. Before I jump to that weird pick, which is two and zero, like you said, 
Uh, you talked about the Jags being their Super Bowl. That's what's great about the NFL, folks. Okay? There's many seasons. Okay? There's many Super Bowls. There's many Super Bowls. There's a lot of urgency is the point I'm getting at. Okay? Uh, 0-2 this week, week three. This is your season. We got a mini season unfolding ASAP for about four or five teams. Okay? We talked about the Jags just now. Okay? That was their mini Super Bowl. Their whole preparation was those two weeks. Now, you know, I'm not saying they're going to take their foot off the gas, but they can regroup. They can evaluate. They're in a positive position. Sure. You got the 0-2 Houston Texans, okay? A lot of people's trendy pick, division winner, Deshaun's back. Indeed. And now they're 0-2. 0-3's got like a 4% chance to make the playoffs over the last 20 years. We'll check those stats after. It's <laughs> uh, it's Sounds 10, right. It's Sounds 10% right. at 0-2. It's real bad. 0-3's like, yeah, hey, yeah. we're done. No good. So you got Oakland, you got Houston. Uh, to a lesser extent, Detroit and Seattle, they were predicted to take a step back maybe. The Giants? The Giants are at Houston. So you got that sort of there season go. over game. The desperate bull. That's the, uh, yeah, that's the we're done game of the week. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, Eli laid a real egg on Sunday night. There was some serious, nasty childhood memes of Eli like... They took my apple in the park. <laughs> Did you see the look on his face? That was great. That was crazy. He was running all over the place. Um, but the mini seasons, uh, you could spot them and you can exploit that as a better. And if they're really rallying around that, uh, I think Houston's a good uh, spot on that. I think they are a little more equipped than the Giants to win the uh, Desperation Bowl. Not the weird pick. But uh, 0-2, it's a mini season. Uh, two and zero, oh, way different. One and one, you've proven you could do both. Uh, but the zero and two mini season, and then some other mini seasons will come up. You know, playoff fighting for the playoffs, literally playing for your season. Uh, you got a division rival that you need to head to head on. Yeah, people build that into one. So there's a lot of scenarios that unfold, and if you look for those mini seasons, there's some value to be had. By the way, at Huck Media and our stat team, uh, thanks, Leslie. <laughs> Checked our uh, check the stats for you, and you're actually smarter than you think. How about which that? I don't think I've ever said to you. Um, <laughs> if you go zero and three, you have a two point nine percent chance of making the playoffs. I said four, right? There you go. Uh, look at that, eh? Some gorilla math. All right, we got this week, bud. This week, this is like golf honors. By the way, we're letting them go first. Weird pick. You don't even honor golf honors, by the way. Yeah, I'm... Uh, tee off first like a dick. No, you got to respect the birdie. There you go. Big ready golf fan. All right, birdie man. What do you got? Weird pick of the week. 2-0. and oh. Jump aboard, folks. It's hot. Win you some money. It's there for the taking. It's weird, but it doesn't make it any less green, folks. Let me tell you. We're going with the theme of the week. Mini season. Mini Super Bowl. I'm taking a team coming off their mini buy, the Baltimore Ravens, minus five and a half at home versus the Denver Broncos. You don't know what the mini buy is, folks? It's a team you played on Thursday night, and they get an extra three days of preparation and one day of rest. It matters, folks, especially for the teams that lost that haven't played that Sunday. Chomping at the bit. Baltimore is a bully at home, Okay. They struggle with the best, but they beat up on the worst. I'm not saying the Broncos are the Bills. Okay, I'm not saying that. But Baltimore has a blowout record of bad teams. Denver, we don't know yet. I know they're 2-0. Miracle win against the Raiders. Russ almost beat them by themselves at mile high. This is their first road game. They've been in Denver for almost a month straight. They haven't left. Their last preseason game was there. Their first two season games were there. It's like 26 days they haven't left the city. Sounds kind of nice. They're coming down. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, getting out of Denver wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. They're coming cross country, early start, early kickoff. I'm telling you, the Ravens are going to roll. Okay, I'm thinking something like a 14 to 16 point win. Not a blowout at half but they stretch it. And Case Keenum, his first game on the road with this new group, 
Baltimore has a decided home field advantage. Remember that Thursday night game, uh, Baltimore outgained the Bengals, and they still had a shot to win it on the last drive. They were down eight. Uh, looking for revenge? Baltimore, minus five and a half. Weird pick. Book it. It stays hot. Uno, dos, tres. All right. Um, that was weird, Mike's weird pick. You know what? Listen to here talking about the Broncos. I'm taking the Broncos in my Hugh picks, and I like it even more now. They're just coming off vacation, and they're 2-0. and All right, that was Weird Mike's weird pick. These 2-0 and going for three. We'll see. <laughs> um, yes, we will. <laughs> look, just a couple of things before we get into our picks this week. Uh, yeah, we are 3-9 <laughs> and nine after an 8-0 for last week. But we hit you up. On our Instagram account, we gave you a prop pick on Monday night that hit in the first half. You're welcome. Brandon Marshall got four catches. You just keep rolling, folks. That's what we do. We've been doing this for a long time. Now, the important thing to do this for a long time, to be the knish, if you will, and uh, just roll, is look beyond the final score. It's really important. It's not exact math, this whole football thing, and picking the games. Sometimes you make the right pick, Houston, and get unlucky. Sometimes you make the wrong pick and get lucky, really lucky, like three fumbles picked up by your team, otherwise outgained three to one. It doesn't change the result. You won or you lost. You got your dough or you didn't. But it's important for your strategy looking forward. Stock traders don't change their formula for picking correct stocks day to day or week to week. They adapt and change their analysis of capability of like a stock or company based on what they see. But their formulas for seeing opportunities for success will not adapt as easily. Jacksonville is different. Jacksonville showed me something. Their offense is no longer sitting in the air of their team teeter-totter. They may not be consistent yet, but their performance last week should at least up your opinion of their scoring potential on offense. Will they perform as well as they did in their mini Super Bowl against New England every week? Doubtful. But understand their offensive ceiling is way higher and it should be taken more seriously, at least by me. The Titans beat the Houston Texans in a game that doesn't even far even make sense. Houston was the right pick. and If that were to happen again next week, you take Houston again. Just to, to give you an example. This is from old Randall, the handle of Toronto Sun. Blaine Gabbert started in place of Marcus Mariota. His career record is 12-34. and 34. He has a career 71.5 QB rating. In addition, their Tennessee roster had a bunch of other key injuries. <laughs> Gabbert's line for the game. So it's not like he just showed up and, you know, went all Tom Brady on everyone. He was 13 of 20 for 117 yards in a win, including a drop from his usual rating metric to 51.7. Tennessee's top rusher gained a mere 56 yards. Tennessee was outgained 437 to 283. Not to mention a bunch of those 283 yards came on a 66-yard touchdown pass on a fake punt to a rookie defensive back in the first quarter. Pretty much farved everyone's tickets up. Houston never recovered. We don't know why. All right. Either way, look beyond the final score. Houston was the right pick. It's important to know that. Going into this week's You Picks. You. All right, our gold pick this week. I love it. I got the best quarterback, ah, second best quarterback in the world, the best thrower of the football. I hate when people say that. It's much more important than that. But Aaron Rodgers, I got him minus two and a half at Washington. They're not going to be able to keep up with a pissed-off Packers team. Take them. While they're two and a half, that's going to go up to three. Our silver pick. This is my personal favorite. I'm taking Kansas City. Six and a half over San Francisco. Weird Mike shaking his head, and I love that. I bet all of you back home are too. But here's an important thing to do when you're lining up games, folks. Play the game out in your head. Opening drive. Touchdown, Kansas City. Opening drive, San Francisco. Field goal. Because Garoppolo's got a bit of a baby arm a little bit of hesitation there third down tight window field goal next drive kansas city touchdown or field goal next drive for san francisco field goal you get the point kansas city just can outscore them just like they did to pittsburgh last week okay ride the wave while it's hot they haven't figured out how to stop Mahomes yet our bronze pick love this one the battle of la the los angeles chargers this is the first time i've ever called them that our plus seven to the Los Angeles Rams. They both play now in the same city. The Chargers are seeing Rams paraphernalia everywhere. Everywhere. Nobody even knows the Chargers are there. 
They are literally the new Jets. <laughs> Jets and Giants share a stadium. The only one who cares is Jets fans. Everyone else in the greater New York area is a Giants fan. And all over Jersey. Nobody in Los Angeles seems to be a Chargers fan. This is the week they get redemption. Yes, the Rams are talented. They're going to stay away from Peters, stay away from Talib. Phillip Rivers got eight kids, but <laughs> this game's important to him, and it's important to their playoff hopes uh, already. Chargers keep this one close. Call it a 27-24 Rams victory. I'm taking the Colts with my fourth pick at plus six. We got Frank Reich, the head coach of the Colts, the former offensive coordinator of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, they get Carson Wentz back, who definitely is an upgrade over Nick Foles, who's still got the biggest dick in the world. There you go. Um, but six points, I think it's going to be a close game between two coaches that really know each other. And uh, we're still missing all Sean Jeffrey, which is a really big target for Carson Wentz. You're going to see Andrew Luck, Carson Wentz duke it out. It's going to be a beauty. Take the Colts, plus six. Eagles win by a field goal. I'm taking the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, the Oakland Raiders that last week, Derek Carr, 29 for 32. Only three incompletions. Wow. Looked fantastic. The rest of the team didn't really show up, uh, and they somehow let that game slip out of their hands. They could really use a pass rush. <laughs> oh, my God. He must be trolling us. <laughs> I'd look, folks, I think after six years, I'm going to be right about Gruden and Mac, but oh, these last two games didn't have to be on prime time. It's they're, they're hard to come bad. by. He said it himself. They're hard to come by. They are. The point is, you have to pay, you have to pay an A-plus Pass rusher, $141 million. You can get a B pass rusher for about a third of that. Unfortunately, the Raiders have D pass rushers right now. But I think they'll solve that in six years. I'm taking the Raiders. Plus three and a half to get John Gruden his first win. I, that's right. I'm calling them outright to beat Miami in Miami. Raiders are a hot team. They're from Oakland. They're not scared of going down to the Miami Heat in September. Is there a less intimidating place to play? I don't think so. We are taking the Broncos with our last pick to go against Weird Mike's weird pick. That's what you're going to do with that's what you're trying to derail me? I am not trying to derail you. I'm just being honest with with our listeners, with our Look Who's Talkers. Okay. You can call your real, your, by the way, anyone who's a fan of Weird Mike, you're a weird Mikeaholic. <laughs> I like it. It's better than weirdo, yes. Yeah, yeah. Mikeaholics. Uh, I'm taking the Broncos. Plus five and a half. They're, I didn't even know this, but they've been on vacation in Denver eating edibles for 26 days. They got two of the scariest pass rushers in the league, and Joe Flacco moves like a backboard does. Plus five and a half. I'll take it. Broncos will keep this one close. I think they actually end up winning. Uh, I don't trust Joe Flacco. If you've watched his last two years, you wouldn't either. His team doesn't. That's why they drafted old noodle arm Lamar Jackson. He can run, but he can't throw. Mark my words. By the way, if Blaine Gabbert plays... Take the Jags. That line's not available right now. It's not included in my picks. But there you far and go. I like the uh, I like the Oakland. Like the Oakland pick falls into the uh, mini season. Zero and two. Gruden's an old school kind of guy. Yep. Miami's two and zero unexpectedly. I see that. That's really the only pick I'm in love with. Obviously the Denver disagreement. Uh, Colts. Same team. That's a good one. Some of the stories, again, like I, I like what you're talking about, the many seasons, many Super Bowls, but sometimes you're a 2-0 because you played the Jets and Titans. There you go. You know, <laughs> so, And the Titans game was a nine-hour lightning delay. Right. So they checked out. Yeah, I heard someone, like there was a st random stat with Aaron Rodgers going into Washington, the Washington Washingtons, about how Washington has the top pass defense in the league. Yeah, they played Arizona last week. All right? Just relax. Uh, or two weeks ago. All right. Uh, we're moving on to our fantasy lord, the voice of God. How'd you do this week, bud? Got any news for anyone? Got any tips for anyone? You know it, Jeffrey. Let's do it. All right. Week two. A lot of you might be 0-2 out there. At least half of you. Not me for the first time in like five years. Yeah. yeah. High five for Jeff, everybody. He is, he is undefeated after two weeks. Patrick, some, I'm yeah. riding Patrick Mahomes. The yeah. rest of my team's sketchy. Yeah. Some of you might not be so lucky. Um, so if you're 0-2, the sky is not falling. Don't jump in front of the subway. It's going to be okay. What you need to do right now is my tip of the week. Get the trades going, okay? People, over, people overestimate however people perform early in the season. True. If you have three hot weeks to start, they carry that over like thinking it's bound to happen again. Or if you have three dud weeks in a row, they think, how can I trust this guy? So you need to put the motions aside get surgical, and get some trade offers out there, okay? 
A guy like David Johnson comes to mind? Exactly. Leading the way in trade targets. Oh, really? da- da- David yep. Johnson. Nailed that. Nice. An absolute you're really you're really getting Sorry, it. Sorry, that was accidental. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, Mr. David Johnson of the Arizona Cardinals, he is an absolute game changer. And yeah, he's had, you know, a so so first two games of the season. Um, because the Arizona offense has been absolutely horrendous. So Sam Bradford is better than that. The coaching staff is better than that. They will get better. So buy low on David Johnson. Get throw out most of your roster to go get him. Sure, he is that good. He is he is you know an elite running back talent. I have a lot of faith that he's going to bounce back because in 2016 when he led the league, the offense also sucked, but it was all him. David Johnson, another huge trade target to pick up, Mister Kareem Hunt. Uh, obviously, Pat Mahomes has been rifling it out, using the running back a little bit less, uh, and there's a lot of you know some mouths to feed, but he still has tremendous value. And yeah, he's probably underperformed his draft position right now. The, you know, the owners of him are probably getting a little antsy. So throw some trades out there. You don't throw the Hail Marys. They're not going to stick. A couple guys right now, I think you should trade away. Leading with our guy that we've talked to, talked a lot about this episode, Mr. Josh Gordon. The hype is huge right now. Capitalize on the hype. Even if he has a good season in New England, he's not going to... He's not, he's not Randy Moss. He's not going to catch 23 touchdowns, okay? So people are treating him like a wide receiver one right now. He is not. He is a high upside, high upside receiver two that you will not be able to count on week in, week out. There is game plans. Game plans in New England change by the quarter. So you are not going to be able to consistently start him. So trade him now. Another trade target to trade away, Mr. Chris Hogan. He has been under... Whelming this year, to say the least. Julian Edelman will be back. Josh Gordon is now in town. That is just think of the target share. Okay, that's Gronk, that's kind of how Dorsett, you have to, Yeah, exactly. Dorsett is carving out a bigger role, and yeah, Cordero P- Patterson as well. So and he throws to his running backs. Absolutely, the running back committee. So when you're when you're looking at these trade targets, sort of project the remainder of the season. Is there has there in, you know target share increased due to injury? Is it going to be depleted because somebody's coming back off suspension or returning from injury? So take a look at that right now. Nelson Aguilar, sky high value. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey's going to be returning. You know it's going to dip a bit. So uh, you know look closely, look beyond the headlines. Don't believe all the hype. And if I haven't answered any of your fantasy questions for this week, hit me up on Twitter at the Fantasy Vog. I got a question for you. Okay. <laughs> it's, you know, it sucks about being first. I've never been first in fantasy before. I don't get any of my waivers. Okay, I tried to get, I tried to get the uh, rookie, the, the running back on on the Ravens, and I got screwed because I'm in first. What are you talking? No, not 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 because you're in first. What? That's what do you mean? There's no or, there's no priority order. We've we've been over this. That's how it used to go in old school in fantasy. ancient leagues. No, <laughs> we are strictly on a fab budget, as all leagues should be, which is That's free. that money sign? Yeah. I you, thought people were like literally buying my waiver picks. I'm oh getting my, even more farvin pissed. Come on. Especially Jeffrey. when Huck did it. Come on, Jeff. Tampa Bar and Huck and Ears, by the way. One of the best fantasy names I've ever heard. <laughs> Try and take advantage advantage of the Jeffries in your league. But yes, Jeff, you have a hundred dollars. <laughs> You have a hundred dollars to spend for the season. Oh, there is no reward for keeping it. Oh, but when you run out, you have to bid zero dollars. So I love that. If yeah, if Lev Bell, well, no, that's watch. That out. doesn't work. Watch out, league. I'm coming for you now. If Todd Gurley goes down, people, you can bet there's going to be a bidding war for Miss John Kelly, his backup. Thanks. For and the- yeah, you don't know how much people are betting, so you just got to confidently put out what you want to win it. So whoever really values that guy most will get him, should they have the funds. Well. God bless America. <laughs> Money talks. And a couple, a couple of waiver wire targets to pick up in your league. If you're deficient in any in the wide receiver position, there's a lot of hot targets uh, that aren't owned in, in all leagues. So take a look at Antonio Callaway. Josh Gordon is out of town. Baker Mayfield had a great rapport with him. He is, you know, explosive young rookie. Antonio Callaway really on the Browns. Chris Godwin still available uh, in quite a few leagues. Deshaun Jackson, surprisingly. Keelan Cole. Absolutely. The guy's a beast. I'm sure you guys saw the one-handed, you know, highlight catch, catch of the year. John Brown, Geronimo Allison, and Tyler Boyd, all strong receivers to pick up. All right. Uh, Look, we started our, uh, we were making fun of Weird Mike for his week one survivor pick. So we started our own survivor pool week two, which a lot of actually survivor pools start week two. Uh, Me and uh, Huck Media 
squeezed by with a New Orleans victory over Cleveland. Uh, again, which led to us seeing a Cleveland person, the kicker, lose his job on national television, uh, as he sh- probably should. Uh, it's like a mailman just missing houses right in front of you. <laughs> it was kind of like a Shark Tank or wrestling. Yeah. Like, you're fired. Right. It's over. <laughs> like it was Donald Trump right there. Like, you're fired. Like, end of the challenge. Get he out of here. Sh- he should love the NFL for that, but <laughs> yeah. he does not. He doesn't. Um, okay. So, and, uh, so me and Huck are through with New Orleans. Weird Mike, could you take? Uh, last week I took San Fran who hung on. Hung on. I said that on uh, our Instagram page. I was calling it a straight up Lions upset because pride kicks in. You don't want to get your ass kicked on national television. They made it close. It was a close one. Uh, but you're through. And we're, uh, Brent? Took the Chargers to thump the Bills. And that and happened. And they did. And, 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 and <laughs> uh, Josh Allen didn't look horrible in his debut. Okay. So Woo. who you got this week? He'll just keep it kicking it off. You know what? This, this kills me as, uh, as, as an Orchard Park uh, former, you know, man. Uh, but I, I don't see the Bills, even though I like Josh Allen, he's got some upside. They're not going to beat the Vikings in Minnesota this week. I'm taking the biggest upset, or the biggest favorite. Sometimes you just got to not overthink things, folks. I'm taking the Vikings. I like Kirk Cousins. Lock it in. I am going to be taking the Jacksonville Jags to beat the Tennessee Titans. All right. That seems like a lock. Uh, I'm going with... I don't think it's ever been done. I don't know if you've ever done this or known anybody that's done this. I am taking the Cleveland Browns (laughs) and my survivor pick to win... (laughs) This game. That's our survivor guru. Thursday night. That's our survivor guru, folks. Okay. It is the Jets' third game in 11 days. Has anybody ever started their NFL career, let alone the youngest player in the history of quarterbacks, played three games in 11 days to start a year? They're beat. They're tired. They're on the road. Cleveland rocks. And they got that Bud Light promotion where they passed out a fridge to, you had to sign up as a bar in Cleveland, and Bud Light sent you a fridge full of beer with a giant lock around it, and it said you open this fridge and give it to everybody in your bar for free when the Cleveland Browns win. And there are all of these bars, about 200 of them around the Cleveland area. They get locked in this week. Cleveland Survivor. What's your grandfather called again in, in, in Italian? In nonno? Nonno. In nonno. If your no-no was here right now, yeah. he'd farve and slap you, okay? Because there's pretty much one rule about survivor pools in the last 10 years. Don't take Cleveland. I'm breaking that <laughs> rule. Don't get cute. I actually kind of like it. Miles Garrett, that offensive line trying to... Donald's going to be running for his they life. they got a real defense. Make no mistake. Shout they make out, Drew Brees look bad. Shout out John Palmatier and the gang headed down to the game. Hopefully you listen to this cast on the way down. You'll be in the dog pound for the first win in almost two and a half years. Hur, hur, hur. That you know what Cleveland fans deserve it. <laughs> They're gonna miss another kick, man. <laughs> Huck Media, who you got, bud? Jeff, I'm rolling with you again. This I love week. it. It's gotta be. It's gotta be the Vikings over the Bills. The Bills are probably the worst team in the league. <laughs> so, and that's how you gotta play Survivor. Right. Just live. Don't overthink it. Live to Don't fight another day. Or pick Cleveland. <laughs> hey, but you know what? If he picks this and wins this and gets his weird pick, the guy's hot. What are you going to do? You we we don't have him on here for his looks. He's got to pick games. <laughs> <laughs> you smell a little cahoots here on the Survivor? You always got... Uh, we're always on an island, me and you, with our own bold picks. Hey, and but these guys are taking the I big swear fade, on, Huck I and sw- Hewlett. I swear on Huck's musty, man. We're oh, doing this on, honestly. Week three and I'm on to you All guys. right, you've heard our Survivor picks. Good luck to you guys. If you're rolling with us, we're on to the news that does not matter with the voice of God. Thank you, Jeffrey. All right. The news that doesn't matter. And not that this doesn't matter, but not headline, but Frank Gore, father time himself, 35 years old, became the fourth all-time rusher in the NFL. Wow. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Kind of quietly did that not in have his last that. No. five years. I think I would have put him at 14th. So yep. he, yes. So on the all-time list of league leading rushers, he passed, Kurt, he leapfrogged Curtis Martin and is now behind Barry Sanders, My. ahead of which... Walter Payton on and, my Rushmore and Emmett Smith, pretty elite company. Wow. Not not too shabby. Good for you, Frank. <laughs> Some other news that doesn't matter. Fitzmagic, Miss Mister Mister Fitzpatrick. We've been talking about him a lot this episode. The captain of the wenches. Absolutely. 
Uh, you know, I, I think we can all agree that's that's a fairly well-established nickname around the league. You know, one of the top ones, I would say. Wouldn't call anyone else that. <laughs> yeah, but Mr. Harvard might have been outsmarted here. Dolphins rookie safety Minka Fitzpatrick has officially filed the trademark paperwork with the U.S. Patent Office on Fitzpa- Fitzmagic. <laughs> yes. What? Yes, he is. He is making it official. He is. He is hopping on that that train to secure that for his own. Personal merchandise. Or He's, or just sell Ryan Fitzpatrick merchandise and be the only guy that could do it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Whether he uses it for himself or, or Ryan. Right. He has that option because he is, so he's, yeah, he's filing the paperwork, trying to secure the name in connection with selling footwear, hats, headwear, and other types of apparel. <laughs> Pretty savvy move from some guy that did not go to Harvard. You know, really setting himself up for his post NFL career. And that could cross boundaries into different sports. You could get a new Irish young boxer named Fitzpatrick coming through the ranks. It's a common name. I Absolutely. Got, yeah. It's I, Sully and Fitzy down in South Boston. You know what I mean? I got to say, I, uh, I respect the hustle. Well, uh, you know, Ryan's been given all these amazing soundbite uh, po- press conferences. This guy's been, you know, at the patent office. Yeah. <laughs> And moving in to our lead story for the news that does not matter. Which we never have. <laughs> I've never declared a lead story, Love but this it. is it. Last leader. Mr. Vontae Davis. If you haven't seen the memes and the headlines, you are in for a treat. <laughs> the 10-year veteran cornerback recently decided it was time to call it quits and hang it up from the NFL. Illustrious career. He's a two-time pro bowler. You know, star of hard knocks. What was interesting about his decision was the timing. Timing is important in life. And Vontae Davis decided to quit at halftime. <laughs> he literally did not return to the field for the third and fourth quarter, confusing teammates and fans everywhere. Um, but yeah, he, he was just, he, he's done. He was out. He, he didn't have it in him and he had to go. You know what? Ghosting and phantoming on your friends at parties has become so popular that he's just taking it to a next level. He ghosted his football team. At halftime. And by the way, regardless of whatever career he had before, and I know he was a pretty stud, uh, stud DB on the Colts for a while, he'll just go down as the guy who made up the term, oh, that guy just vaunted out of here. <laughs> like, just giving up halfway through. Yeah, leaving, Could, it, leaving it lunch on Friday to go up for the long weekend. Oh, yeah, Brent vaunted. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't have faked an injury and, and muscled through. Might have been because the Bills were getting thumped 28-6 to six at halftime, and yeah. he was pretty over it. But not a great look on no. the organization on your to your teammates more than anything. You could hate the owner, exactly. But your teammates like fake an injury, like just just hang out, just give up. Just if you've ever played team sports, if you've ever danced in a little pack, if you even have a bridge group that you play cards with, you don't vaunt out of there at the snack. You know, you stay for the second act of the opera if you're in your little opera group. Could this be a little spark for the Bills? That they got dogged and walked out on? Like, that could be like... I'm not saying they're going to go in there and beat Minnesota or anything, but, you know, that's something that could that could turn a locker room for a more positive effort than what it's been. They are such a barren wasteland right now that yeah. I think a first down will be a pretty good they got spark. Nowhere, nowhere to go but up, so hopefully. But, uh, yeah, Vontae Davis. Um, actually, after the game, the NFL released a statement, which was weird. It was like a full, like, premeditated you know the game's been great to me sorry about the players you know it had to happen like this and they tweeted the picture out and he was in a Colts uniform they couldn't even have got a picture of him in a Bills uniform yeah funny interesting situation can't say I've ever heard of that in any pro sports that's because you'll never find an Alonzo Mourning jersey of him in a Raptors uniform okay it never happened right they signed it but it never happened right. same thing with Devontae um yeah that's the news that doesn't matter. Wow. Fire it up. Uh, look, just for all of our listeners out there, you guys are awesome. You guys are the, sh- uh, the reason this show keeps going. It keeps growing. So uh, thanks for the water. We'll keep growing. Just keep spreading our branches. Uh, remember to follow us at Who's, Who's Talking. I uh, messed up my own Farvin name there. At Hughes Talking on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at G-E-O-F-F-H-U-L-E-T. That's my name combined um also check us on our facebook page and again if you love the show write a review on itunes or if you listen on google play or spotify so we're on spotify now which is sweet or stitcher uh yeah share tell your friends the sharing really helps by the way because you got a lot of friends that we don't have and uh 
Yeah, we're friendly. Spread the love. Yeah, and we promise we'll never Vonte out of here. All right, we're doing the whole show. Check out at Weird Mike Twenty Four on Twitter at Weird Mike Twenty Four every primetime game Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night. I'm gonna give you the first touchdown score of the game. I've always loved it, and I hit it this week. He did. Trey Burton. The boys will retweet it. Get out the reach. Every primetime game, I'll be tweeting out the first touchdown score, usually going off at about 10 to 1. Don't be scared of the profile picture, folks. He's a nice guy. <laughs> Once again, before kickoff on Sunday, hit me up, slide into the DMs, and let me know all your sit-start questions. I will do my best to help you out. And, uh, yeah, waiver wire pickups, let me know. We appreciate the messages. We appreciate the feedback. By the time you're listening to this show, the Thursday Nighter will be going on, and the Jets might be destroying Mike's survivor hopes and all of Cleveland's survivor hopes. I am lucky enough to be hosting the Team I Will event for the send-off for the Scotiabank Marathon next week. I'll be in Bermuda for it, but we're sending off all the runners. Hope to see you all there. Robbie McDonald, your fire and beauty. On behalf of Huck Media and the power of his musty, we'll see you next week. Woo! I was gonna clean my room until I got high. <laughs> I was gonna get up and find the broom, but then I got high. Uh, my room is still messed up, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, hey, cause I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I was gonna go to class before I got high. Come on, y'all. Check it out. I could have cheated and I could have passed, but I got high. Uh, uh, I'm taking it next semester and I know why. Why? Hey, cause I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high.